This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello everybody and welcome to today's independent travel podcast which is a special outside broadcast from Waterloo Station. This is absolutely the busiest station in the UK and I wanted to take you on a little tour of it so that next time that you are here you will be able perhaps to appreciate it a little more. So I am now at the southern end by platform one. I'm going to go all the way through the platforms, have no fear. And this is actually where the London Necropolis Railway used to be based. They would have a funeral home effectively on what's now Westminster Bridge Road and people would go there, mourners, and then they and the coffin would be taken to Brookwood in Surrey and laid to rest in the cemetery there. That no longer happens from here. But what you can do instead is what I've just done, which is go up on the escalator by platform one up to the mezzanine floor, which is an absolute joy. Partly because you can see the whole magnificent sweep of the station and partly because there's lovely touches such as the sunbathers. Now, what's the sunbathers? This is a sculpture of two figures, um, naked um, and um, enjoying some sunshine, clearly. And maybe just a little bit racy for when they were created, which was for the Festival of Britain in 1951. And the idea was that people would uh, look down from above at this uh, happy couple. It was lost, like so much from the uh, Festival of Britain, which took place very close to here, and found ultimately in the garden of a hotel in Blackheath. So that is a little piece of joy. Loads of shops and restaurants up here as well, just walking past the original part of the station. Now, Waterloo Station was created in 1848. Before that, the London and Southampton Railway, um, which was started in the 1840s, used to terminate at Nine Elms, which is a complete pig of a place to get to. It's got its own underground station at last, but um, a long way out of town. And um, it was officially uh, opened 1848 as just the central station here, pretty much in the middle of it, platforms one, two, six. Um, serving, of course, southwest London, Surrey, and then going on from there into Kent, <laughs> into uh, Hampshire, into Dorset. You can get to Kent, but only from the adjacent. Uh, Waterloo East Station, which is a bit of a semi-detached station, which I won't be going into today. And then, of course, you could uh, actually take the train from here to uh, Devon and Cornwall at one stage. You can still go into Devon to 
Exeter, but no longer to Cornwall. And if you are up on the mezzanine floor, you can see the coat of arms of the London and South Western Railway, which used to really run in competition against the uh, Waterloo, against the GWR line from Paddington. Uh, now descending by platforms 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 to the concourse. Very, very busy place. Uh, and heading over towards what was, for a time, the UK's only rail terminus serving Europe. The Eurostar train, which opened in 1994 between London and Paris and then Brussels, um, was brought in here on existing slow railway lines. An extraordinary decision with the result that we had for 14 years a station that was archaeological architectural triumph. I'm just walking across there now. This beautiful uh, clear arch roof and Eurostar then moved to St Pancras which is a magnificent place apparently because the Conservative government at the time did not want to have a high-speed line going through lots and lots of um, marginal constituencies so they sent it via Essex which was effectively Labour territory. I don't know if there's any truth to that at all. Just walking past the uh, Victory Arch this was created after the First World War and it's a very impressive marble arch. More impressive I guess from the outside um, if you can see it although the the facade of Waterloo station is actually quite sort of tricky to make out. This is the best view I think of the whole station. There's a ramp leading up to what used to be the Eurostar platforms um, and you can get a really good idea of the vast scale of this place. By far the busiest transport terminal in Europe. So far busier than Heathrow Airport or Amsterdam or Paris or Frankfurt or Istanbul. This is the uh, place which hopefully will regain its, uh, its status with 100 million passengers a year going in and out. And getting finally to platform 24. And the thing about this is that Eurostar had a fantastic operation running out of here. It lasted very, very well. There was even some talk that they were going to keep leisure services here and only have the business services in London St Pancras. That never actually happened, but it took, uh, well, another decade before those, those uh, platforms were put back into use. And it was, of course, decided to do that at the time when it looked as though rail growth was going to be completely unstoppable. It has been very much reduced as a result of the COVID pandemic, particularly the commuters. Um, but I think that Waterloo Station, and do come right over to the corner here and then start walking back into the main concourse, um, I think Waterloo Station still has a sense of purpose, a sense of magnificence, of a place of great journeys beginning and ending, even though it's never had, uh, like, for example, uh, Victoria Station, the idea of connectivity to the whole of Europe. Next time you're here, have a look around, pause, enjoy it, and make the most of our railway heritage. We don't know how long 
it will last. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I will be back tomorrow with the next independent travel podcast. For now, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.